Hey guys, welcome back to Crime Life. I know it's been a while since I have posted an episode, but I am back and I'm ready to jump into it. Today's episode is going to be on the missing toddlers, Orn and Orson, that were reported missing from California City on December 21st, 2020. Today I have a special guest with me who happens to be my youngest son who has been pretty interested in this case and he asked if he could be a co-host so I said why not. Hi, I'm Isaac. Alright guys, so let's just jump right into this. On December 21st, 2020, Trezell West reported his kids missing. Now, Trezell and Jacqueline West have two biological children and four adopted children. Orrin and Orson are their youngest and the most recent adopted. They were adopted on 2019. Trezell claims he was collecting wood in the backyard and Orrin and Orson were playing with chalk on the back porch. What's weird to me is the fact that back in December 21st, 2020, I looked up the weather and it was in the 40s. I don't know why you would have two toddlers out there, but every parent parents differently. So Trezell says that he was collecting the wood. He came in, forgot that the gate was open, went back out, and Orrin and Orson were missing. He says he came in and asked Jacqueline if the kids were with her. She says no. So he said that he had gone out and was going up and down the streets, talking to neighbors, and just could not find the boys. He said he was looking everywhere. He said he came back, went inside, told Jacqueline, call the police, and he went out and waited for the police. The boys were reportedly last seen on the block of Aspen Avenue. And let me remind you guys from past episodes, I used to live in California City. So it's not like there's a straight away from this house right out of Cal City. You have to make a few turns to get on the main road to get out of Cal City. Both of these boys were described as wearing black sweatshirts and gray sweatpants. And again, let me remind you that I told you it was in the 40s as that's freezing. So just a sweatshirt and sweatpants, I don't think is good enough. But in the days to come, Cal City residents came together and they were searching everywhere. I mean, some people even said they walked five miles looking for these kids, but nobody saw anything. They were collecting whatever they thought was doable as evidence. There was even a report that they found a gift bag close to the residence that had the boys' names on it. They're not confirming if it was worth anything or if it ended up being nothing. Where was Trezell and Jacqueline? Well, this whole time they were not searching or helping at all. And the biological family to Orrin and Orson came out and they pretty much were questioning Trezell and Jacqueline when they did their interview for the news. And they were just telling them like, why aren't you guys out looking for 
for the boys. Like, you're just sitting in your house not doing anything. And Trizel decides to tell them that, well, authorities told us that we should stay in the house and let the professionals look. Which, I'm sorry, but if my kids went missing, you're not going to make me stay in my house at all. My ass is out there looking for my kids. I'm going to play the audio of Trezell and Jacqueline when they decided to speak with the media. If you haven't seen this video, let me explain to you their body language. Trezell has his arms crossed, tucked under his armpits, and Jacqueline's holding her jacket zipper while swaying back and forth. Now, I'm pretty positive we all know that that means you're being standoffish, you're hiding something, but... Let me play this audio for you, and afterwards, I'm going to tell you what I thought were red flags, and we can go from there. Thank everyone in the community for all the support we've seen. We've felt so helpless, and seeing everybody out here really looking and helping out really means a lot. So, tell us what happened the night this kid went. Okay. From our yard. Okay. It was cold. I was gonna make a fire. So a lot of wood in this, this area right here next to our house. I opened up the back gate. I'm throwing wood, bringing it inside the house. My wife's inside. She was actually wrapping gifts, so we thought it was a good idea that they, that our youngest two, go outside and play with chalk on the, the back patio. Do not let them go on the dirt in the backyard keep them close. So I was playing with chalk, and I came in the house, I saw them there, I went in the house, I came back out, I didn't see them there. I immediately went back in, asked my wife, did you see the boys? She said, no, they should be outside playing with chalk. I said, well, I didn't see them, so I came back outside and I started searching my backyard. I searched the whole thing. I realized that I left the gate open, and I panicked, came inside the house, searched the house, me and my wife. Once that hadn't pan out, I got in the van. I looked down the street, both directions. It was getting dark, getting cold, and I got in the van, and I hit a bunch of corners. I went down this street. I turned my light on. I searched. I searched. I called their names. I talked to a gentleman on the street on the other side over there. He didn't see me. So then I came home, and I told my wife, we need to call the cops. Uh, it's getting dark, and I need help. We got to get going. So I called the cops. Cops came. First thing they did was tell us to stay in the house so they can get a hold of us. And they had us just sitting there, and we wanted to keep searching. But everybody came out in droves, and I wanted to thank you guys that night, but we couldn't go outside. The cops told us the best are out here. The best are out here searching, and we appreciate it. And nobody ever could tell, we could never talk to anybody. And that was the issue. We just want to thank everybody. We really want to and, thank uh, you guys. Please, if anybody has seen them, please call, let somebody know. It, it, call the cops. Call California the City Police Department. Call them and let them know what you've seen, if you see anything. Our boys, they, they are going to be rambunctious okay <clears throat> they are going to be here in this area 
and I really would like to go in the houses, but it's not because I want to invade people's privacy. I just want to know if make they sure. make sure. That's it. Because I don't, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. If you got any questions. Oh, no, you're good. Oh, okay. I, I was just going to say, you know, this is the first time we're hearing from you guys, and I can't imagine what you guys are going through. I can't even fathom it. Um, for you guys, for people who are thinking uh, that there's some kind of foul play involved, um, you know, we just spoke to the biological mother. She says she had a conversation with you guys, um, and that she thinks there's some kind of foul play involved. That she thinks you guys did something. And that's understandable. What's your, what's your response to that? That's understandable. I would think the same thing. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly the point. And if we can find our, find our babies, then guess what? That's that's no. And that's all I want is to find our babies. That's it. And I talked to her this morning, and I really wanted to tell her that. I am completely sorry because we were entrusted with her children, and they came to us, and they became our children. We named them. And... They are, they are our children, and so we want them back. So please, if y'all could get back on your what you guys are doing, we'll sh we should be able to get a hold of somebody, but they took all of our tech, so they wanted to, I guess, uh, just rule us out, which makes sense. That's a part of the investigation. So that's pretty much it. Have you guys, um, you talked to the police all afternoon? Yes. Um, what? So you guys willfully gave them your everything. Technology. Yes. The car. Yes. Did they get it? How did they get a search warrant? Did, did I, 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 I don't idea? see why they got one, but they got one. Yeah. We would have let them take one, anything. We would have let them take everything. We let them come in and search with us. We, we asked them to come do that. What did they take? Just tech. And that's it. Like our phones. From the house. Oh, well, uh, I guess, should I answer that? Or? Answer it does, yeah. Okay, so, until the, until the, okay, and, and I guess, I don't even know. I see, yeah, we seriously, felt like we needed to be out here. We did. Uh, again, we were told the best are out here looking already, just to stay put. They have more questions. There was literally a cop with us the whole time, in and there. He, was, he had sitting down. We would ask him to go help. They had to sit down. Nope. He said, no, we got the best out there. So we need not, you guys here in case we have more I questions. I don't want you guys thinking we, we didn't try. We actually we looked tried. before we called we the police. Looked, yes. And I imagine the uh, mind-boggling part is the search for information. What happened? Where are they? Yes. Et cetera, et cetera. And we're, yeah. And, and just so we are able to present the information correctly. Um, at what time did you guys notice your kids were missing, and at what time were they reported missing to the police? It's about, I, I believe, I think it was about 4.30, going on 5, it was getting dark, like I said. 5-ish. Five 5-ish. Five That's about it. That's when everything played out. And then when did you guys call the police to report them missing? I After we searched, yeah. a little bit around here, we it was dark, so we definitely were, we got worried. Uh, would, would you say it was maybe within an hour, a couple hours? No, it was within minutes of us getting finished with our search. Okay. It was within minutes. What do you guys want people at home to understand? Um, 
about this situation for them you know even speaking about what you guys are feeling is difficult what do you want them at home to understand about this whole situation we're going through it it's difficult i i mean everybody's making their own you know their own conclusions they don't know anything we don't we're not sure exact like everything we're not sure we we said what we knew and if anybody has seen them uh, or anything, please call the police department. Would you be willing to provide pictures, or do you have any? They, uh, I have older pictures. All my newest were on my phone. Okay. A lot of people are speaking of this as you know after the math past tense. I want to talk about your kids of present tense. What kind of what kind of boys are these? Tell, tell us about the boys. Very playful, very rambunctious, and they do love to wrestle. They they do love to kind of get rough with each They're other. Kids. They're kids. Of course, they would love to go out, but we would sort of during the pandemic we weren't trying to go, you know, out here, and so we stay inside. Yes, yes we did. We searched before we called the cops. That's, that was, that's what yeah. we were saying. What time did they come up missing? They came missing right before it got dark. <clears throat> and then we call. I, I searched that property. I even drove around the, the whole, this neighborhood right here. I even talked to a gentleman on that side, one of those streets over there. I said, did you see my some little black kids? You and that way looking for them? That's the way I was going to come. But when I came back home, I decided to call the cops because it was dark. Like, they couldn't have got away that fast. And, and why did it take two people to go in the house and leave? two kids out here by themselves. It should have been one parent going in and one parent right here watching the child. Not two parents going in the house oh, oh, and leaving so two little kids out here by themselves for 10 minutes. No, they were in the backyard. And the so back gate was open. And the back gate was open, and I was getting wood so from this guys, lot here. I'm responsible to left the gate open. Left some little kids outside with the gate open. I know you were saying, and we, we'll get your names after this, but you were saying how you feel like they're in this area. Uh, do you feel the same way? And what is the intuition? What is the sense you get? What do you think happened to your boys? Do you think someone took them? Do you think they're lost? Do you think yeah, definitely. I definitely know they're not walking around. They're not that kind. They're, they, they do not just roam around. You know, these patches, they definitely... I think definitely would have been picked up or something. That's that was my assumption. Have they ever taken off something? No. Nope. No. Nope. They've never taken off. No. In this media interview, there's a lot of things that I question, like when Jacqueline kept saying, "We looked, we looked all over, we looked up and down here in these patches." It just seems weird to me because in your statement, you told police that. Jacqueline was in the house and you were the one driving around and along with that there's a portion in here where they ask them about what time did they go missing and Trezell says 4 35 o'clock and then that's when it all played out it's almost like you're trying to remember your script how can you say that's how it all played out 
Like, I don't know. That just seems a little weird to me, along with Jacqueline constantly nodding her head and agreeing with Trezell. When, if she was in the house, how does she know what he was doing? Or is she just agreeing with him to agree with him? Question. So, when he said uh, we named them, how did he name them if they were adopted? So, that's another thing. When they were born, their biological mother named them Sincere and Classic. And later on, after Trezell and Jacqueline adopted them, they changed their names to Orin and Orson. Then, why did they change their name? That's something that I cannot find any explanation on. I know that when adoptive parents usually change kids' names, it's usually because they want to protect them from the biological parents. But I have not been able to find out why they changed their names at all. I'm going to take you guys a couple steps back here and explain how Giselle and Jacqueline West came to adopting Orin and Orson. Back in August 2016, Orin was born to his mother, Ryan Dean. She named him Sincere. Shortly after that, he was three months old and she came home from work. He was crying uncontrollably. She asked her boyfriend what's going on. He claims that he had just given the baby two baths that day and nothing else was happening. For some reason, Sincere just continued to cry. She takes him to Memorial Hospital where they come to find out he had two broken legs. With that, staff suspected that there was some kind of child abuse and that's where the baby was taken into DHS. I have not been able to find any reports that any charges were brought to Ryan or the boyfriend, but I guess state took them and they had gone into foster care with a different couple. They had been in that foster care from 2016 all the way until they went with the West in 2018. And 2017, June 11th, Orson was born. Biological name, classic. But a week later, he was also taken by DHS from Ryan Dean. She claims they have not given any reason on why they've taken her. She says that she was told that they like to keep siblings together. I don't know how somebody cannot understand why their kids were taken, especially when a year later you have another baby and that one also gets taken. But in 2018, both boys were moved from the original foster parents into the West's house. I can't find anything that says why they were removed from the original foster parents, but I don't find anything negative, especially when I see the banners that have been put up and the billboards that have been put up for these missing kids and the amount of reward that they're having to give until they're found. The only thing I have concerns about is the fact that both the pictures on these banners and the billboards are older photos. All the pictures that came in that you can see around social media or you see around the internet, these were all ones from the biological mom 
or the first set of foster parents. So it's weird to me that Jacqueline and Trezell claim they didn't have any recent ones and they were on their phone. But that's, again, my opinion. So Orrin and Orson went to live with the West in 2018. And 2019, that's when Jacqueline and Trezell decided to adopt the boys. Back in 2019, when the boys were adopted, they lived in Bakersfield, California. Reports show that they moved to California City in September of 2020. Why would they want to move to Cal City? I live there. There's nothing there. Exactly. But there was an interview done to a friend of Trezell's that actually said she had never heard of California City and she asked him why he was moving there and his response was, because I want to live off the grid. Why would you want to live off the grid if, unless you wanted to hide from something or hide something? Exactly. And I'm pretty sure that's everybody's questions. This friend of Trezell's, which I'm not going to name her name because I do want to protect her privacy. I am pretty sure she's had to go through enough with this whole issue going on and the kids missing. But she did say that Trezell and her weren't friends for that long. But they did bond over a lot of their similarities with like his holistic living and a lot of their interests like on conspiracy theories. She did say that he was very passionate about Pizzagate. And if you haven't heard of that, that's a big thing about child exploitation. And he would just talk for hours about how he can't believe people would do that. And he was just so against it. But now she looks back and she's like, it's just so weird because... Now we have two kids missing. And I'm not going to lie, but in the beginning, I did think there was this whole child trafficking thing going on or they sold the kids for money because I didn't understand how they were able to afford moving to Cal City and buying a house if their only main income was off of fostering these kids. But she had said later on that he did ask for a loan and when I try to look up reports about like, you know, the rental agreement or the, the buying the house, it looks like initially it was back in May of 2020 when they had showed interest in this house. He wanted a quick 30-day close escrow and it was supposed to be where they moved in in June, but there was some kind of fraud activity. Allegedly, I can't confirm that. But they ended up moving in in September. I was able to find a rental agreement with the real estate agent that they had dealt with. She had said it was really weird how it took like over 100 days to get this money. And she felt like there was a real shady feeling. She said she'd never met the two younger boys. She clearly states that when she spoke to Giselle, he stated he only had four kids now again this house they moved into was only a three-bedroom house and by the looks of the pictures i have been able to find online these rooms aren't very big they don't fit more than one bed or a bunk bed and i don't understand how you think you can get six kids into a two bedrooms and then you know the master bedroom for the adults it just seems a little off to me I was able to find out that the loan that Trezell went with 
was the USDA loan, which usually means there's less down and the seller pays the closing. But they were unable to verify a lot of information Trezell had given and the seller was not going to pay the closing. So this is when he asks his friend for that loan and she loans him $5,000. She wasn't worried about getting the money back. She said he, she thought he was a nice guy, all that kinds of stuff. So he had started paying it back to her and she stated that he has paid 3000 back of it. Now, since this whole case has come along, I don't know what he's paid for. I mean, I'm sure they still have to pay off that house they bought. But who knows how you're going to pay for stuff when you're in jail. Another weird thing to me was when the police went into the house to search it, there were a bunch of Christmas presents underneath the tree, which Jacqueline claimed she was wrapping presents while the boys were in the backyard playing with the chalk. Were there any presents for the boys? Well, that's the questionable part because there were lots of presents, but only one for Orrin and one for Orson, which ended up being an outfit each, which seemed kind of weird because I feel like if you have a three and a four year old, they're not going to be too happy about opening up an outfit. Usually you would have more toys, especially when you're so close to Christmas morning. Another thing that's weird to me is that when the police went in the house to do a search, there were a lot of presents under the Christmas tree, which Jacqueline did claim she was wrapping presents when the boys were playing with the chalk in the backyard. Were there any presents for the boys? There were two. One for Orin and one for Orson. What were they? Outfits. What? Exactly. Why would you only have two presents when you're this close to Christmas? You would think with boys that are that young you would have toys or at least more especially with them being the youngest kids i mean to me when my kids got older they were less presents because they always wanted more expensive things so trezell and jacqueline west quickly disappeared from california city following all of this that was going on because a lot of People would come to their house and be yelling profanity and threats. And so Trezell and Jacqueline ended up boarding up their house. Well, they called a handyman who boarded up the house. After that, Trezell and Jacqueline returned to the apartment complex on Lotus Lane in Bakersfield, which is where they lived before they moved to California City. However, instead of moving into their own apartment, the couple decided to move in with Jacqueline West's mother, who also lived in the same complex. Neighbors became very uneasy when they saw the news and they noticed that Trezell and Jacqueline were returning to the apartment, so a lot of them complained to the manager. So the couple had to leave. They stayed out of the public sight for about 15 months during this investigation, and if anybody knew where this couple was, they weren't saying a thing. Later on, Jacqueline and Trezell were caught driving a Winnebago RV with fake plates. Where did they get the RV? That I don't know, but I do know that those fake plates went to a 1991 Ford van. Which, where's the van that those plates went to? Who knows? What I have yet to tell you guys is this surveillance camera that a neighbor submitted that caught so much of what happened 
at the West House that literally just messes up the whole story they told you. So when Trezell says that he was collecting wood in the backyard, this neighbor's camera, which you know nowadays a lot of people have security cameras in their yards. So this camera catches Trezell going in and out of his backyard in the time of 412 to 421. And I guess at that time when he goes into the house, that's when he notices the boys are missing. At 4.32, now remember, he went in the house last at 4.21. At 4.32, the camera shows him going straight to his van, not looking around the house, not looking around the front yard. You don't see Jacqueline at all. He goes straight to his van. He starts driving around. Now, in his interview, he had said that he was driving up and down the streets. He was talking to a neighbor down the street, and he was just driving all around. But on the timestamps of this surveillance camera, at 4.39 is when he returns home. So he was only out for six minutes. I'm sorry, but you did not get very far or looked very hard for six minutes. He says that when he got home, he ran into the house to tell his wife he couldn't find the boys and to call the police. But that's not what this camera shows. This camera shows that as soon as he got home at 439, he gets out of his van, doesn't go inside. When you would think you'd go inside and say, hey, babe, did you find the kids? I haven't found the kids. Have you called the police? Should I call the police? Almost like he knew she wasn't going to find them. Exactly. But this surveillance camera shows him getting out of the van and standing by the tree for 13 minutes before the cops got there. Was not looking around, was not doing anything. Along with this surveillance, there was also a clip from December 19th. Jacqueline had told police that the four older kids were at the grandmother's house in Bakersfield because they wanted to do some Christmas shopping. Not sure why you wouldn't leave all six kids but this surveillance camera, the same one that showed exactly what Trezell had done outside and where Jacqueline was, shows only four kids getting into the car on December 19th. So you're going to tell me you would leave a two or three year old home alone? No. To me, it seems like the kids were never even there. Do you think any of the neighbors are watching them? No, actually, these neighbors report that the whole three months that the Wests lived in California City, they'd never even seen these two boys. So it just seems so weird that for three months, you're going to tell me no neighbors see these kids outside? I know a lot of this case and evidence is not coming to light because the police are keeping a lot of it hush-hush because they need to bring whatever they can to make sure Trezell and Jacqueline pay for this crime. They have been arrested, they have been charged, but their case officially starts July 25th on Court TV and you can watch it. And I will be watching along with it and giving some updates. By this report that I have, it shows that on Thursday, June 11th, 2020, which let me remind you is also Orson's birthday, 
Fire department was dispatched to an outside rubbish, trash, and waste fire. Five units were assigned to this incident and five personnel were responded. The address that this incident was at was in Bakersfield, which was the grandparents' location. The crew also attempted to make access into the yard, but there was a very large aggressive dog and they had to wait for the property owners to secure this dog. Finally, after making access to the yard, the fire had burned a four by four area in the grass in the backyard. That's when the captain said he had a face to face with the homeowner and he had stated that the fire started from fireworks. But again, weird coincidence that this fire happened literally three months before you moved to California City. And the police have stated they have been able to confirm the boys are dead three months before Trezell and Jacqueline moved to California City. Weird coincidence? I don't know, but you can judge for yourself. I am also eager to hear what they have found and how they were able to confirm that the boys died three months before moving to California City. Because like I said in the beginning, I had thought it was child trafficking. Maybe they sold the kids because where was this money coming from? But if they're able and have evidence that these kids are gone, it's just mind-blowing. And the indictment alleges that the West have threatened witnesses and they had induced a minor to help out with this crime. I'm pretty curious about if they have the kids keeping secrets or if they told one of the boys to help out and one of them leaked something to a police officer because now the kids are in protective services and the West do not have access to them. I know that a judge has said they are not to have any contact with these boys. Which, remember, they had four boys, no girls. Since all of this has happened, the biological mother has filed a claim seeking $40 million from Kern County Department of Human Services, alleging negligence on its part contributing to the boys' deaths. She claims she doesn't know why the boys were taken from her. She claimed that she did whatever she could to get the boys back when she had to do parenting classes and all this stuff to do. But the weird part is, is I just saw last week on court TV, her doing an interview and she clearly says she did not finish her requirements due to a certain reason, but she didn't state that reason. So that's kind of weird to me because it shows, well, you didn't get your kids back because you didn't finish what you were supposed to do. Now, I don't know why you're asking for $40 million, but that's, again, my opinion. Now, trailing behind her is the biological grandfather, who is now also filing a civil claim against Kern County, arguing that the children were wrongfully removed from their parents' home. So... 
I mean, I just, he's seeking $25,000 and I'm just, to me, it's like these boys have been taken away since 2016. So a part of me is like, why wasn't these claims done way before 2020, way before they were adopted? I'm just going to keep that part of my opinion to myself. Actually, I'm not. I just find it convenient that this case is coming to light and all of a sudden people want to file claims and ask for money when it's like you should have done what you were supposed to to get the kids back. But again, I also am not taking anybody's side because I do believe Trezell and Jacqueline had something to do with these boys missing. But we're not going to find any of that out until we see everything come out on this trial and I'm really hoping that I can give everybody the answers they're looking for. Police say they are still responding to every tip they receive. Please, anybody with information on the two missing boys can call the California City Police Department at 760-373-8606. To remain anonymous, you can call the secret witness line at 661-322-4040. That's the end of the episode, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. I also hope that justice gets served. Make sure you follow Crime Life so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, stay, stay addicted, addicted to, to Crime, crime Life. life.